Okay, howdy listeners out there on the internet. Guess who's back? It's myself, Owen Marshall, and my co-host, Matthew Henderson. Good morning. You are listening to Oscar Wants a Sausage, episode 22. That's right. And let me just start off by apologising for being away for so long. I know you guys crave the sausage, and uh, we crave sausage too, and we're sorry we haven't been able to provide you with sausage. Uh, but the two of us have... Uh, We've we've gone our separate ways for a bit. Yeah, big fight, big fight, big fight last night. Yeah, well, that's that's time specific already. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> this is n- this is not live. This is pre-recorded, but that's okay, right? Basically, all I want to say is the reason we haven't been producing regular audio content is because of Matt. Thanks. That's true. I, this is the one occasion over the history of this show that you can actually blame me 100% for the delay. Uh, it's been, well, I think it's been a, a few months actually since we last did it. Last last show was obviously with Maureen Patel, the yeah. Asian bullet himself, was in the house. We had a, did a good show with him and lots happened since then. We've moved studios. We've gone from our previous uh, building to our new one, which is ground, ground floor studios. It would have a road name, but Owens decided he he wasn't entirely comfortable with the uh, the road name that we well, used no, for the I'm last studio. I'm the just last worried studio. about the fans are getting yeah. the fan base yeah. is getting too big, and I don't want um, them coming round to pick com- up their prizes. Yeah, yeah, you know the prizes. The prizes aren't even at this location, by the way. We're okay, in a bunker. They're, they're in a secret Oscar wants a sausage doldrums. And they are ready to be collected should you want to download the uh, the archived episodes of Oscar Wants a Sausage because there is competitions there, but it was axed due to lack of anything, <laughs> Interest, basically. Just general. Uh, once again, uh, just a quick appeal. Please come and contact us because I know we've been absent for a while, but we, we're doing this for you if you're listening. Okay, we do this because we enjoy it, but we really would enjoy it a lot more if there was someone listening. Yeah, two thousand downloads. Over two thousand now. Then it can't just be me, Matt, and my mum and Dave Art. All right, there's no. got to be someone else out there listening to this. And if you listen to this, I just want to say thank you. Okay, but without further ado, we're going to just get into some some real talk shit. Okay, so Matt, what have you been up to? Since we last saw you, way back in what month was that? Uh, August. August. August so time. you know it's November now. Come on. So there've been two whole months in between. Yeah. Two well, months. Time two, flies. Two eh? whole months. Yeah. Well, basically, the, the the initial reason was I had to finish my dissertation, and that was in at the end of September. Do you hear that, fans? He, he he basically thinks that finishing his masters is more important than the sausage cast. You know, I question your commitment to this. <laughs> That. Well, I, I went for a, a period of a couple of weeks when the sausage just wasn't doing it for me, doing it for me anymore, and uh, I had to focus and knuckle down on something else. Because you know, if you make the sausage the focus of your life, then it soon takes over. So you've got to sometimes rein it back, and it gives it regenerates your love, basically. You know, makes me want to come back here. Are you Are you glad to be back behind the mic? Yeah, yeah it's good. It's good. It's been fresh. Because I was thinking just a couple of weeks ago. You know, when when after I'd handed in, it was getting over everything and kind of things coming back together. I thought, oh, we need to sort of get on and do this. Um, and obviously, this has kind of been the most convenient time to come back. And it's sort of really the first opportunity that we've sat down and said, well, we need to get on with it. So it was good. Yeah, it's good. 
So you finished your masters? Yeah, finished masters, and then had basically a month. The whole of October, I was just busy. Binge drinking or something? Well, uh, yeah, I did quite a bit of celebrating. First of all, yeah, there's a couple of weeks lost weeks there, um, and then work was quite busy, so that kind <laughs> of snacked me out. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm refreshed. Like I've had a little holiday, and I'm you know good and up for it, up for talking some talking some shit. Well, I'm glad to have you back. Thank you. And what right. have you been doing since? Have you just been sitting here pining for the sausage? Have you been Listen, man, you know, setting up all the gear and going, you know, where where is he? I'm I'm ready to record. He's not. He's let me down again. Kind of just been looking at my watch. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, I've um, you know sorted out my iTunes library. <laughs> good. Good. Um, sort of categorised that. Downloaded all the artwork. When you when there was an iTunes artwork to be downloaded, I've trailed the You've internet to find, you know. Album covers. So there's not one single album in your library now that hasn't got a cover, or there's still a few. Uh, listen, if there was an album cover available anywhere, and I didn't have it to scan in, I would make my own. <laughs> I customized my own album artwork. That'd be good. That'd be a good a good thing to do. Actually, just you know, listen to the name of a name of an album and the artist. Design your own cover. Put it on. Don't and then then you can see the original. <laughs> I wonder how what the easiest way to make it available would be because. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to share it with people on the internet who maybe have these yeah, CDs, yeah, yeah. have an iTunes library, but because some things I've even had to type in title info. Fucking now, man. how old school is that? That's, That's that, like 1992 yeah, job. That is, that is. You know? What you could do is start a blog called iTunesAlbumCovers.co.uk or something, .blogspot, yeah. uh, and then design all your own, upload them there with like each an individual you know, uh, entry. So they've got the title of the album and the artist and then your cover. Uh, and then when people search for it in Google or Google Images, it would come up quite close to the top if you got enough sort of interest in it. Matt, don't give me another project to do. It sounds like a really good waste of my time right, as okay, well as just okay. just making my own right. iTunes library. All right, I know. This but is something you... pipeline. Maybe next time you're gallivanting around the world or going doing bloody doctor in fucking <laughs> Doctor Who, I don't know, English of creative... Ball Shit. bags, you know. Then maybe I, I will do that. All right. You know, stay tuned. Right. You know what I did find the other day in the collection, which you can have back. What a CD? Yeah. Oh, um. What, I, what what's missing that in your collection that I've had for many many moons? Oh, I've got quite a few people's CDs up there. I've got no idea. When was it from school? School. So we're talking ten years here. We're talking I don't know Star Wars soundtrack or something. Or no, 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 no. This is ultimate. You're gonna love this, oh, right? Uh, uh, it's the ultimate synthesizer album. <laughs> Do you remember that? It no, had Axel F on it. It had like tubular bells, Fuck, also, but it's really like low production versions of all the. That sounds populace. like something I would definitely buy as well. <laughs> <laughs> but like that one, like you couldn't find the album artwork for. No, I couldn't. <laughs> like, there's no surprised. even evidence that it exists. Basically, yeah, that it was that ever hasn't released. Got an ISBN number. <laughs> No, that's no. not being registered with the MIPA. There's no way right. a real product. Perhaps, perhaps we could play today's uh, show out with a, with a with a chosen That'd track nice. from there. I think I think the uh, the artist on that album as well would really appreciate the <laughs> the free advertising of playing their Because that album version. does exist, you know. So we yeah. should you know celebrate its existence. I have all the track details typed in manually. Typed in manually. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell! You must have been bored. Yeah. It hasn't been that long, has it? 
Oh man, no. <laughs> you've, you've moved house in between as well. You know? I've moved house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To yeah. the to the ground floor studios. What's well, it like being in this place? It's obviously well, it has more than one room, yeah, which is yeah, uh, yeah. obvious improvement. You know, Chaos Studios was a was a one room wonder. Yeah. Uh, the ground floor studios is, by all accounts, got five rooms, three bedrooms, yeah, kitchen yeah. and a three bedrooms, a kitchen and a living it's room. A, it's a bloody palace. All right, yeah. I'm like a pig, in his own doo doo. Shit. Shit. Are we not swearing anymore? Uh, Well, it's funny you should say that, right? Because I was reading on Facebook recently. There was, um, I don't know if you remember uh, when me and Ollie were doing, um, producing a few rap videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For uh, Lost Soul Entertainment. Uh, And uh, there's uh, the producer... J.O., he's sort of gone into sort of funky house now. Uh, but he produces all kinds of, you know, dance music, contemporary music. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I don't really keep in touch with him, but I just read his sort of stuff on Facebook, you know, statuses and stuff. He's quite an opinionated guy. And uh, he's he's been doing... He just started doing a video blog. And he watched it back, apparently, and, and just went, I, I can't believe how much I swear. You know, yeah. I'm really going to try yeah. and cut that out. And uh, so he was like, yeah, you know, I might start up a little swear jar scenario. Right. Uh, You know, I give you a pound every time I swear in front of you. But every time you swear in front of me, you've got to give me a pound. So underneath his status, I just wrote bullshit. He (laughs) goes, you owe me a pound, bruv. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope I don't see him again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so yeah. you wanna you want you you wanna clean up the uh, O was act, dude. Well, I I I've listened to myself recently. I've had this sort of you know when I'm talking, telling someone a story, yeah. I sometimes have an outer bodily experience. You know, I'm talking yeah. to you, but really I'm I'm up there looking down at us, and I'm looking down at myself, going fucking hell. You do swear a fucking yeah, lot, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Like fucking yeah. You know, like some people say like I say like quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm telling a story. I go. Yeah, like, so, like, um, well, sometimes I'll just say fucking this and fucking that, you know? So, fucking, he comes along, he fucking does this and fuck fuck me. So, when I'm, you know, this happens at work. At work, you know, I work doing videos, right? Uh, And we, 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 I share a sort of little office space with um, three other guys. And we're kind of like up this uh, spiral staircase. Uh, and there's loads of people who work uh, underneath us who do like repo graphics sort of mm. stuff, like touching up photographs and stuff. And they're the quietest people in the building. Like before when I delivered post around the building, um, before I got the job doing the video editing, it was one of the places where I'd go. Like everybody else was, you know... Most people would talk and, you know, do you know what I mean? But this General place, you, you walk in there. And uh, uh, there's one guy who started, who moved departments and started working there. And he's quite loud. And so he sort of brought them, brought the volume up a bit. Yeah. But most of the time, they, they, you know, occasionally they'll play music, but not very often. But it's How many people working there? Uh, there's about 20 people downstairs, Really? I can't I'd believe there's 20 people that can keep that quiet unless there was sort of one like a boss or a, a team leader in there who just lights silence maybe and maybe maybe, maybe the volume is also turned up because one of the directors has sort of moved 
areas because he was sort of up another spiral staircase. So he was still in the area, but now he's gone. Right. You know, and plus this one new uh, guy who moved from departments, he sort of turned the volume up downstairs. He's he's their little Carl Pilkington. Oh, okay, Everybody right. finds him funny because of his opinions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he turns the volume up downstairs, but I'm pretty much the volume up our, in our area. And I do fucking tell some fucking stories with the fuck, <laughs> fucking fuck. And then I, I do think, I, I can hear them perfectly downstairs. Yeah. You know, what the hell do they think of They're me? They're probably down there thinking, why has he got such a foul mouth? Yeah. You know, it's it's not very professional, is it? No, but you do get into a situation where you're, I do the same thing, where I, I kind of think, you know, you go into a job and you always think, well, I don't you want to present yourself well and things like that. But I kind of find myself in a, conversation just all of a sudden just swearing which totally kind of unnecessarily and I think why did I swear like and it's not angry swearing it's just conversational language like angry swearing I'm, I'm, or angry I don't actually swear very much you know it's <laughs> kind of it's weird because you just sort of you're trying to keep a professional and you know you get there's that element of don't swear at me if you swear at me I'm not talking you know that sort of <coughs> scenario so that's fine I can start I don't swear then but it's conversationally Oh, I fucking did this, and then oh fuck, man, it was like this, and you know it's just unnecessary, unnecessary. When you're talking to like your boss and you're just having a fucking you know, chat about your weekend, and then you're just like effing and jeffing on a Monday morning, you just think, well, is it really necessary? I I, I think we could still make an entertaining show without the swearing. We'd have to cut porn out. Well, can't you just talk about use the vanilla terms? You know the the wiener. Penis isn't a swear word, you know? Yeah, but it just sounds wrong saying it sometimes. What, penis? Penis. What's yeah. the, is there any other scientific... Cock. Uh, um, cock isn't. Cock no, slang, sign, man. No, it's not uh, Knob. Phallus. Probably. Phallus is a bit vague, though, isn't it? Anything can be a phallus, can't it? Well, yeah, but only because it looks like a penis. Like, uh, oh, really? The phallus is yeah, something that's shaped like a penis, like a phallic symbol. Is something that represents. All right. Okay. Well. Yeah. There's not many other scientific words, really, is there? I don't think. But maybe we could just get the friendly, like, be more creative with it. Todger. Todger. Todger's so unoffensive, you know. <laughs> like Todger's like old school. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure Todger was rude once upon a time, but yeah. you can. Get, if someone got their Todger out, you couldn't be mad at him. But if he got his cock out, you'd be fucking pissed off. You'd be like, hey, man, I don't want to see your cock, man. Put it away, man. Jesus. The, you know? when you get, get the todger out. It's harmless, isn't it? It's har- a todger is harmless, isn't it? A todger is harmless, I guess, yeah. yeah. But it's still, like, I have this sort of argument with people who don't like swearing. Yeah. And I say, they say, instead of swearing, they just replicate the swear with, with another less offensive word, like sugar, for example, being a, a representation of shit. So instead right. of saying shit, they say, oh, sugar. Yeah. Well, that in itself is making sugar into a swear word because everyone knows what you actually want to say. Yeah. You're just substituting a, a allegedly non-offensive word in there. So over the course of time, sugar could actually become more offensive than shit because it's just you know, re- replacing it. So that's why I kind of have this swear words become un- inoffensive because yeah you're right todger becomes like well it's just a silly word for w- for a penis or you know like when parents <coughs> talk to children they say because obviously as a parent you've got to refer to your child's genitalia so what do you say you don't say cock you know you know how willy you say willy or something kind of equally you know botty front botty is what uh someone has their 
Who the fuck says front body? For a girl. Oh, right, okay. For a girl. Have you wiped your body? So, you know, essentially, have That's you... That's fucking confusing, have you isn't it? Your, yeah, have you wiped your front front body, as in girl having a wee? So, yeah, I mean, there's all these kind of... How do you actually talk about it without being a... And weirdly enough, I was thinking about it. I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I was thinking, how would I tell people at work I had bowel cancer? Because it's embarrassing, and it's like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, what, what you do you do? I don't actually have bowel cancer. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of went a bit silent yeah. then. I, <laughs> I wish you'd told me this before we started yeah. recording, man. I should just reiterate, I don't. But I was just thinking, that, I was just thinking about if I did have like uh, something like that, which was like a, a, a kind of almost an embarrassing private illness, which you need to tell other people about. Yeah. How would you go about it? Uh, you know, just that conversation because it's. Well, can't you just say, "I've got cancer." Yeah, but then people are going to say, people aren't just going to accept. Oh, what kind of cancer you got? Yeah, of course. Yeah, what is it? You know, because obviously there's very different degrees, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, my, I've got rectal cancer or something. It'd be cancer awful. of the old testicles. My old trouble, as my <laughs> nan used to call it. <laughs> my old trouble. Yeah, you know, me old trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you having, what operation are you having, nan? Oh, me old trouble. Basically, it means uh, uh, toilet toileting systems. Um, yeah. But yeah, I often think about things about how languages kind of can be used and how it can be interpreted, and I guess that's sort of just a bit of a geeky thing I do. But you have to sort of, I think it should be considered, and I think you're right to be worried about swearing like that at work because there'd be someone in there who might find language offensive, and they'd be like, "Who's that guy upstairs, always effing and blinding?" And they might think you're a nice guy every time they see you and you're talking to them personally. But if it's like an anonymous voice just swearing, then they're like. Well, who is it? If they put that name, the fate, like the association between the person they see face to face, who is perfectly pleasant, and then the person who they hear, mm. and it's kind of like this show as well because we've talked about some pretty, not gruesome, but pretty, you know, hardcore Rude. subjects yeah. on this show, and we are. I don't generally feel afraid to do that. I'm not afraid to do that with you or anyone who's had on the show, but if people who I didn't know in that way were to hear the program. I would be worried that they would think, well, we know him as this sort of, you know, lovely, lovely young boy. Mm. And uh, now we listen to the show and he's talking about fucking anal sex or something or, you know, these kind of topics which, under ordinary circumstances, they would never hear me talk about. Because I obviously don't have that conversation with people. I have it with you because we've had that same conversation for the last 14 years, you know. It's just because it's part of our friendship is it's based upon... Discussing some of those looser <laughs> <Anal> topics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. In in how many years have we known each other now? When did we meet? When well, we were twelve. High school would have started in ninety four. Ninety four, yeah. So, so we, we we're, we're coming up to like sixteen years. So sixteen years of our life has been predominantly dominated by sex talk. Fucking hell. Yeah. We got some anniversaries. Yeah. What anniversaries have we got to celebrate? Well, we've got Oscar Wants a Sausage is a year old. We we had our one-year birthday back in the end of September. Unfortunately, we were unable to mark the occasion with a, a new episode, but <laughs> I think it's still worth mentioning, albeit a couple of months late. Well, there's a whole back catalogue of episodes there if you'd yeah. like to you know, have a Delve little in. celebration. you know. Uh, and then, obviously, we've also had uh, the 2000 download barrier broken, smashed, smashed to pieces. 
which I was quite pleased with. I thought that was good. Good good milestone to get to. So we've 20 episodes. We've got 21 episodes so far, not including this one. So that's over 100 downloads per episode. Congratulations, us. Yeah. And congratulations, you guys, for downloading, by the yeah, way. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, big thank you. <coughs> Keep doing it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And uh, get in touch. Get in touch, please. Because I, I think we'd actually probably stop the show if someone got in touch because we, we wouldn't have anything to do it for. Which is like it'd be such an achievement. Just one email, you know. Even if it just says, "Shut up." Even if it just says, "All right." Yeah, all right. Just subject, all right. <laughs> Emails blank. Yeah, we'd still read it out. Yeah, got an email. <laughs> Joe Bloggs from Croydon says, "All right." Ah, <laughs> uh, pipe dreams. Yeah. Go yeah. on. What else? Well, and then obviously it's November, so it's coming up to the one year since. Uh, Barack Obama took over as President of the United States, so it's been a year of change for a lot, lots of things. Uh, some would say he's uh, perhaps not had the impact that they thought he would have done before he took the presidency, but he's still got three years to go. So. I would go as bold to say fucking nothing's changed. Right, fair enough, fair enough. And obviously you're, you're swearing again. Yeah, <laughs> you've you already broken that one. You owe me a pound, bruv. <laughs> so you all... Um, so this is, this is going to be an expensive show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've got to get a budget up somehow, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> coming out of my pocket. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I know you are uh, pay attention to these things probably slightly more than I do. But I, I've got something to plug. Okay. And uh, About Barack Obama. Well, you know, before you leave today, Matt, I've got a couple of films to that I, I got legally uh, from some sort of pay per site of paying from movies not not do not use file sharing do not do not take my internet away bt because <laughs> i how many strikes you on <laughs> uh, i i got a clean slate clean because slate. i do all my downloading at work <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna no. cut off the whole office yeah exactly they can't they can't they can't do that surely so um no I don't download. I think it's a crime, and it's bad. So don't. The only thing you should download is Oscar Wilde's Sausage because it's free. Yeah, my and legal. And legal. And stay in school. Stay in school. All right. Yeah. So. Zeitgeist. Right. Have you heard of this film? No. Matt, it's it's fucking mind blowing. Right. Right. It's 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 just all, it's just all about um, you know the sort of conspiracy theories, if you want to call it that, right? right? But it's just about how the world works, man. It's just about... Uh, uh, they go into um, religion and how that's been twisted from... Um, sort of all religion is sort of interpreted, interpreted from um, the Egyptian... Uh, how the Egyptians understand it, uh, farming and stuff. And right. like... Like the whole story of Jesus is just about um, sort of the seasons, right? And the the sun, and the sun has become you know the symbol of Jesus and how you know it, it, it his resurrection is basically, you know how the sun always you know it goes we go into night and that's the darkness and you know the sun comes up but then the sun comes up again and it's also it's like you know it it can be linked to astrology as well like the whole thing of astrology. You know, and it's 
I'm not explaining it very well. But, not particularly, but well, watch the film. I mean, they they do it so well. Okay. You know, I'm it's just feature, I'm just here to plug the film. Yeah, and it's it's really uh, easy to get access to on the internet. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah, and I haven't watched it yet, but I do have it. And they, they've 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 basically done a sequel called Zeitgeist uh, Addendum. And I think these films are like the two films that you just got. They're just must sees, you know. And they do go into uh, the monetary system and how and just basically explain exactly why we're in the situation we are now, and the the fact that you know just the the monetary systems has been fucked by, you know, the global elite and you know the sort of large corporations. Uh, well, you know, I mean, they, they pick on the states because it's such like you know, it's the most obvious model. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's happening all over. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, it, all about their agenda. And then I, I believe the sequel is 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 maybe focusing on like you know, because they're looking at case studies in the past, but they're they're looking towards the future in in, in the new ones about like what what these these sort of. I mean, people call them New World Order or, you know, whatever, you know. But um, the people who really run the world, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's just a fascinating watch. I mean, even if you're not really interested in conspiracy theories, I would say watch this with an open mind and just, you know, it's still a very interesting, there's very interesting, if you want to call it, you know, theories, you know. <laughs> but I think it's it's. It's you know, it's it's a must see. Okay, available now. Is that is that? Yeah, just oh. Google it, man. It's it's out there. Was that ever released at the cinema, or was it was it never high profile? I don't. I don't think it like would that. have been released at the cinema. <laughs> it's a, a kind of indie indie project. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, web it, based only, more or less. You know, it's an internet movie. But most of these internet you know docs that come out, you know, like the the loose changes and and all that, you know, that. You gotta ask yourself why that they're they're not being put up into a broadcast, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's something going on there, you know? Because mm. I mean, if you Did look at how many hits something like Loose Change has got on the internet, I mean, TV channels would kill for that kind of rating, you know? That Did kind, those kind of viewing figures. I thought Loose Change, the third incarnation, had a... Uh, yeah, it had a li- really limited release. And then I, I think uh, Dylan Avery, the director of Loose Change, he's done another one called An American Coup. Right. And uh, I haven't seen that one, but I think that one sort of did 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 rounds at festivals. But So how come like Michael enough. Moore has managed to get what bus he's got a new one coming out soon? So he's had three films post 9-11 dealing with American government and potential sort of issues with and his issues with the government there and they they seem to get budget releases so how come he's managed to persuade i don't know finance men to come in behind him i mean i don't know ultimately but you know he he doesn't there's no way that fahrenheit 911 avoids a lot oh i'm sure i'm sure you know and and it, you know loose chain i mean there's so much more evidence than Fahrenheit 9 To say that it was foul play, you know, than, than what's in Fahrenheit. But that then again, really just scratches the surface. Yeah, but it's still... Surely it's better to have that film out there getting recognition enough to kind of promote people interested to 
search into it uh, off their own backs. I, 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 I honestly think that, uh, yeah, he's just playing it safe. And, you know, he's high profile enough, you know, just fucking get, grow some balls and actually put this shit out there, man, mm. you know? difficult though isn't it because obviously he's got his career he well you say it's difficult but you know but he can make that film and then doesn't there's no nothing to say that it would ever reach international he's, you know distribution just like you know the, the well, but you know he's well. high profile enough he's going to the oscars and shit you know at least if he tried it and it wouldn't and it didn't get released you've got to say why mm. you know why is this guy suddenly not you know getting you know? So who else could... Who do you think in kind of Hollywood ha- has got the power to actually kind of put out a film like Loose Change? Who would be able to sort of get away with it? I mean, do you think the government would suppress that completely or do you think they'd actually be able to get through the... Um, you know, I think... The red if, tape if, to get something like know, that out there. People in Hollywood have seen Loose Change and stuff like that and they, they know, but people are scared and you there's no room for that. There's no room for that. Because, you know, if if you're scared and you give in to them and you turn a blind eye and you don't release this, these films, then they've won. Mm. You know, and I do think they're winning, you know. But, you know, I think ultimately, you know, it will, it will come out, you know. The story has come out. In, the, in people's minds, I think, in, in the mainstream... It's, you know, when the BBC did that documentary uh, where they tried, they did the conspiracy files thing about 9-11, mm. they, they put all the evidence out in it, basically. Yeah. You know, but then they, you know, kind of brushed it away as this is just conspiracy just theory. theory yeah. But, you know... They still put it out. Yeah, exactly. And it, but, you know, it was the BBC sort of... That was the closest they were going to go, you yeah. know? But um, the original, uh, I mean, you know, just picking on 9-11, you know, the the, uh, the official story, the so-called official story, just, it's just bollocks, you know? There's just things that they've completely ignored mm. that they cannot, you know, <coughs> I'm not going to go into the, the whole thing. I mean, it's up, for peop- it's up to people to actually look at the evidence. It's, you know, it's really accessible on the internet you know you just stick in uh, to google you know 911 truth and and you you all the evidence is presented to you there you know and the truth shall set you free yeah and you'll feel you'll live a purer life mhm okay we had to do that sooner or later matt yeah i know you know yeah i'm well, obviously, we both we come from different kind of schools of thought on this, in the sense that you've done a lot more of your own research into it and seen a lot more and decided your formed your own opinions about it, which is absolutely fine. I've not uh, scratched the surface compared to what your interest in it is. I don't know whether that's necessary because I don't. It's not that I disbelieve either story. It's just that I'm sort of I'm not sure what I would get out of knowing the real truth, in a sense? Well, I, I, people who I've showed, like, given copies of Loose Change to and stuff, 
and said, look at this, you know. And and then they've made, like, some people have just ignored it or refused to watch it, you know, or, just you know, just completely just gone, this is absurd, you know, which is just, again, you know, they're just like, that's what they want you to do, mm. you know. They, they've done something so, uh, you know, unbelievable that it, 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 no one believes that it could possibly have happened, you know, that the, you know, and... um what was the question? Just, I was just thinking, I don't know what, you know, whether it's... Uh... The, 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 the whole thing is, Matt, I, I really hope that you'll watch something like Zeitgeist. And I haven't heard of Zeitgeist before today. I've, I've, right. I've heard of, I've seen this change. I've, I've watched that, um, the second incarnation on the internet. And, uh, well, you know, doesn't stop there. And what's more, I think people have just got to pass the information on. So that's what you're doing. Yeah, because I, I, I can't think of any solution. I, I, I've often, you know, felt helpless after, you know, actually opening my mind up to things like 9-11 Truth and, you know, what the government are doing and stuff. And and um, I'm not happy with it. And I, I feel like I can't, you know do anything about it and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who just feel exactly the same yeah but if if, if it came out um, that there was enough support for the truth or the conspiracy theories if they came out that there was enough obviously the evidence has been there it's been presented I don't suppose there's an awful lot more um, that people out there can do to get that evidence across apart from spread the word so I mean there's nothing I I unlikely that anything brand new revolution is going to come out from just exploration of the facts. Um, anything that really becomes to confirm or deny it would have to come almost from an official line, I suppose. Um, so say the American public, a high, percent, highest, high enough percentage of them decided that they believed um, that it was an inside job. What do you think would actually happen? And that was publicly accepted. Um, what, what, what would actually happen? There needs to be a proper investigation into the events that but who's going to who would run that because obviously if it's they need run a, ju- a proper jury you know of and, citizens and yeah like how so they who, normally do it you know so who would be but then you've got to bear in mind the judge is working from an American legal system already so how would they have an impartial trial well perhaps perhaps it shouldn't be held in America but then who's got the authority to judge American crime American criminals who have perpetrated a crime on American soil. Well, I mean, the, U- the UK government, they're not part of any other... It's not like, whereas we could go to the European courts. There's no overall uh, uh, justice system well, in place, is there? It's, it's, yeah, it's I mean, it's up to... Uh, well, federal it government. Is, it is up to the American people. But what you're saying to me, then, is... I, I think you're you're basically saying that it's probably impossible for them to have a proper impartial uh and fair trial well, not even trial i think investigation yeah because i think even an investigation the 911 was commissioned by a body who was who was employed by yeah. the body it was almost yeah if you're trying to exonerate people, that, so that's part of, that's a section in loose change isn't it they they say who who the 911 commission report people were but yeah, I'm sure that you could find, you know, 
some sound-minded people, you know, who who have no bias, who hopefully wouldn't be able to be touched by those who might be involved in it. And, you know, they they must they have to find a way. Yeah. But I don't have the answers. No, but I'm just wondering if obviously it's all well and good knowing the information and doing your best to spread the information and urging people to kind of take that information to their hearts but ultimately what can anyone do well uh, uh, see yeah i don't have the answers matt definitely i don't have the answers but it's it's up to the people to decide and i i i only urge people to look at the information with an open mind and if they uh, not necessarily like what they see, but if they find any interest in it or any shred of truth in it, pass it on. Right. And and then let the people, you know, deal with it as, as they wish. But I just think that Americans are so shielded from what is actually going on in their own country not uh, not you know in Iraq or Afghanistan not around the I'm talking about in their own country in their own you know streets that you know it's up to independent not not well you know you'd like to think that the TV networks and Hollywood and what have you would 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 you know, put their necks out and actually help educate people, but they run by cowards. And, you know, my film career aspirations are probably completely ruined by doing this podcast. <laughs> but I'm I'm not scared, you know? Well, I you've you know. got you your you know, difference being being British, yeah, fair enough, you might not you might damage your kind of opportunities or limit your opportunities in America due to something speaking out publicly like this about something. But you you have the kind of the safety net of actually finding a, a voice somewhere else that doesn't isn't dependent necessarily. But um to going back to kind of discussing uh well two things really. What obviously we're talking about Barack Obama's first year. Mm-hmm. Um how much do you think he would know uh, and how much in in himself is he sort of complicit in what's happened as if he has the knowledge and has opted not to it, it's irrelevant it. it's irrelevant matt the political system doesn't work it's been corrupt since the beginnings and there's been so many warnings about it people who have been in in that world you know from you know JFK back further than that they've all put up warnings they've all had said things in speeches which again you know you must watch this zeitgeist film because they highlight these elements you know Eisenhower you know all all these guys have said things about the monetary system, the military-industrial complex, you know, and and how corrupt 
it's become that they need to completely rethink the whole thing and the whole voting system doesn't work, right? You, d you, you don't have a choice. And my brother explained it to me in, a, in an interesting way. He said, you know, uh, you know I, uh, well, there's an even better, more entertaining one, which is uh, Bill Hicks saying, you know, it's two puppets, but they're connected to the same puppeteer, mm. you know? So, you know, you've got some old guy with a ball bag shaped head and you've got this new black guy who looks like a sort of action man doll, you know, but if they're, s they're held and controlled by the same puppet master, then you're just voting for the puppet master, you know? Mm. And no one really is genuinely representing your interests at all, okay. you know? My brother said, if you vote for a square, if, if you can vote for a square or another square, and let's call them, you know, red and blue or whatever, you know, you're still always going to vote for a square and turn out with a square. And that's what we've been doing for forever. And all the, and you know, so if you voted, whether you like it or not, you voted for war, you know, you voted for this uh, recession, you voted for uh, everything you hate about uh, the you know, healthcare or housing, you know, anything that you, you're unhappy about, you actually made it happen because you were ignoring the fact that there is no choice. So how do you make a difference then? This is no choice anyway. Do you think not, not voting? It's the same again. I, 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 I don't have the answers. I'll admit that. Yeah. But, you know... The only way to solve problems is to identify what the problem is before you can find a solution. And so by p p spreading the word and passing the message to people, that's the only way that you're going to make any kind of step towards crea creating a solution. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's leave it there and knock over a coffee yep. uh, and move on to the next uh, topic. Because obviously, yeah, it's a bit. We've used up quite a lot of time. It's an important message, and it's important to discuss it. And you're right; it was going to happen sooner rather than later. I mean, I've known you to be a uh, have an interest in these sort of uh, theories and things before, so it's not not unexpected. So I'll pause the recording. We'll have a little break, and we'll come back more cock and balls. All right. <laughs> Cue a silly jingle. Another thing that's happened uh, since we've been uh, not off air, but off. Uh, it's, it's difficult talking about podcasts because it's not radio. No, been offline. Offline, yeah, nice. offline. That's so a yes, good one. It's internet, and, you know. Um, one thing, viewers, that you might be excited about. Um, I'm thinking of starting maybe a uStream. Right. Yeah. Which is uh, we can do live video. Just okay. think about that, Matt. How yeah. cool would that be? We definitely have to put our trousers on for that one. Yeah. So you know, and I might have to have a shave and. Get out my PJs, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, I've been watching other other people's stuff on there, and you know it seems quite an easy thing to do. So I'm thinking we could still put it out for all you hardcore audio podcast fans. We'll still put it out as an audio podcast. But if you want to see us record it live and see how it's done, you know, we'll get on the stream. Yeah, we'll get on. We're getting to have a little uStream channel. 
So that's something to look out for in the future. Okay. Going back to it, right? So you hear the uh, US government caught up with uh, Mr. L Director Roma Polanski. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, in Switzerland. Yeah. Finally got old room. After, God, it must be, what, 30 years, is it? Yeah. About that. So. So you think he's going to get extradited to the States and put on trial? Wait, no, he is there. Oh, he's already back? Yeah, they've got him They've got him in prison there. I thought he was still in Zurich. When, no, did, he, I, when I, did he get taken over to the States? Oh, perhaps we need to research this one. <laughs> I know he got um, he got he got arrested in Zurich Airport and detained, and they were beginning extradition, pro- um, you know, protocol. But I hadn't heard that he had actually gone back to the states yet, um, because I, I believe he was trying to uh, get out of it. Essentially, I, I don't I don't think he has got away with no. it. Mate. See, the thing is, it's weird. The weird thing about that story is, if you read about what happened. The yeah. incident back in the seventies. I mean, it was statutory rape on a thirteen-year-old girl. Both um, vaginal and anal penetration allegedly occurred. Yeah. To which he um, admits it, doesn't he? To which he's actually admitted and was held for yeah. in the states back when it happened. And also, which has been uh, the victim has said she doesn't want anything to do with anything. Yeah. But you know what it is all about? It's about the uh, American justice system being pissed off at him getting one up over them. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I think it's Because he about. said, he, they, they said they'd hear... His whole court th- case was a joke. They said they'd hear the, tra- the case again, didn't they? And by and large, or it was likely it was going to get thrown out. But they obviously, for the, for the right reasons, I guess, wouldn't do it anywhere else other than on American soil, in an American court. And he refused to go. And that was a couple of years ago. And obviously he's been, he's been on a run for... But, you know, I... Listen, man, you know... I'm not supporting people. The, the the Americans are so, like, they don't want to know the details of anything. No. They're just like, no, man, this guy's raped a child, you know, and all this. If you actually look at the evidence, you know, he's not going to get a fair trial over there. No. You know, and that was the whole thing. I think he just said, fuck this, man. Get out. Because he knew the judge was... Like you, there's a really interesting film which it, it like came out actually uh, a year before he got caught. Mm. It's literally last year they brought out uh, Roman Polanski. Uh, uh, Was it called Wanted and Desired? Yeah. Because in, in his you know now home country of France, he's loved and and you know desired and you know he's this film director and they they celebrate him over there and in america he's wanted you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh it's it's just if you if you actually watch that film it really it, it goes into the details of the, of the court trial and stuff yeah and how the judge was just like this guy who was just sort of hollywood you know he was actually like it, he was caught up in the sort of glitz of hollywood of, of the day and um, he would just bring the the lawyers into his, um, you know, office. Yeah, and just say this is how today's, uh, you know, court proceedings are going to go down, mm. and that he would pre-agree what was going to happen. Yeah, right. And uh, eventually, uh, like, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, 
the, I think the two lawyers, even the you know, defendant lawyer, uh, so pro- prosecuting lawyer, just said, I don't think we're going to get a a proper trial here. I don't trust this judge, and he's and you know the defendant lawyer said I don't trust him either, and I think that's when Polanski went well. I'm going to skip. I'm out of here, you know. Mm. And he was really, you know, he was happy to actually, you know, um, to serve out his sentence, which was just for, uh, I think it was, he was under observation. Oh, was he? To see if he was sort of mentally ill. Oh, okay. And then then he had uh, some sort of reduced sentence because he, you know, admitted it and... uh, they, I don't think they. Well, stats, ever, they didn't find him guilty of rape. It was only no, sex stats, with a minor, to, which was, was the only thing. Rape, wasn't it? Because she was. Didn't she come out as a willing partner? So it, right. technically, it was sex with a minor, but this, it wasn't rape because it was. Um, oh, what's the word? Consenting. It was like even though as a. Yeah. Well, she was thirteen, I think. So I guess it's. Um, uh, the other thing is, kind of I didn't realise it was in Jack Nicholson's home. No. Did you know it was in Jack Nicholson's no. home? No, was that Chinatown? Was it? Was it that era? Uh, yeah, it would have been after Chinatown. Uh, but yeah, I, I knew that he was. I mean, it was weird, man. He was actually photographing young girls for some sort of high-end magazine. Mm. And it's just like I, I always thought, why was he left alone with a minor? And I always thought he was it was in some sort of photography studio or something. But yeah. no, it was literally in Jack Nicholson's home. And he, he photographed her in like a jacuzzi or, or a hot tub or whatever. And he was just like, this is fucking weird, man. Yeah. Like, that's not how, you know, magazines <laughs> really <Yeah>. operate, <laughs> you know. Do you think it's bad? Um, allegedly, the, the Swiss pretty much gave him up, didn't they? They told the States that he was flying into Zurich. Yeah, um, which is they, weird because he was there for an award, wasn't he? Lifetime Achievement Award, yeah, at the Zurich Film Festival. But the, uh, the Swiss officials told the US government or the U, you know the US uh, yeah. justice system that Polanski was flying in, and they knew about it, and they because the front the, f- the French won't do any, wouldn't refuse to do anything about it, did they? Yeah, I reckon. Um, the, so the Swiss have probably got a backhand from the, the Swiss have got US. something out of that arrangement, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's strange. But it's what I what I find fascinating about it is. Oh, yep. and she's had a payout as well. Oh, she had a out of court, like an out of court settlement, didn't she? In the, in the 90s, wasn't it? So, you know, she's done pretty fucking well out of this. But uh, coming... She gives an interview in the film as well, so, you know, oh, she's probably she? got oh, to right. pay for okay. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, well yeah. done. But uh, all these sort of celebrities in the, in the States are coming out in support of Polanski, and uh, I, I can't... I think Who, Woody someone, Allen? Someone like... <laughs> <laughs> I think someone like Oprah Winfrey or Whoopi Goldberg. No, I think Whoopi Goldberg came and said it wasn't like rape, rape. You're like, well, what's <laughs> what sort of defence is that for fucking? You know, uh, it come on, like, it wasn't. It rape, wasn't like rape. he took her down an alley or kidnapped her or something like that. It was just like in a, you know, it was nice. It was sort of romantic. Yeah, you know, he gave like, her well, champagne and quaaludes. Yeah, yeah, it's you strange. know, it's weird. I, I mean, changing the subject. All right, you know, we might go back to Polanski. I don't know if we've we run out got enough time. Uh, I recently saw This Is It. The movie? Yeah. Did you go? Yeah. we uh, Like, you know what? I wasn't going to go. Yeah. Um, I was just going to wait for the DVD. Right. And um, and then uh, someone at work went and saw it. And I don't think 
he said it was all right, but he didn't. I don't think he got it. Like I, I actually enjoyed the candid nature of it because yeah. it was like, like a lot of it was just low, low resolution DV. Like they, they had some high def footage, but some of the best footage I thought was the, the real genuine behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and um, for those who don't know, if you've been head in the sand, Michael Jackson's dead, <laughs> and this is it. Was the, uh, the final concert uh tour that he was doing at, at uh rehearsing for wasn't it? rehearsing it's for rehearsal, which was going to be at uh the o2 was it or yeah, really, yeah. yeah yeah and so this is the rehearsal footage so you kind of get like a concert movie basically without an audience yeah uh, and um so and it's full dress rehearsals isn't it that's the stage they were at full dress rehearsal stage yeah well it's 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 mixed it's a mixed bag they actually cut between stuff because You've got the high def stuff, which is you know properly mm. pretty much it. Although he's not singing at a hundred percent, you know this. Right. You know he was saving his voice because you know going in for fifty dates, which is an achievement for someone half his age. Yeah. Uh, and you know I, I did get the impression from the press that he was just fucked up on drugs and just he was too weak to do it. Yeah. You know, but watching the film. You know, he he really, he still had it, man. You reckon he would have pulled it off? I think he probably would have cancelled dates and, and probably there. maybe postponed it, postponed it. But I think he had it in him to do it. He could move. He could dance. He he's, he was actually, you know, as eccentric as he is, he he hadn't completely lost his marbles, which is kind of the picture that I, I, I've sort of, got in my mind from from just from I don't know the press and stuff yeah uh and I, I know that this was made by his camp this film yeah and you know that they they would be editing it to make him look good but you know it still had funny moments of it uh, in it where you're thinking Michael you know mm. sort it out mate <laughs> but like he could he could really perform man you know he he hadn't lost it he could dance you know and you know, for the most part, he could still sing as well, mm. and it's just like it was sad, man. He was a great performer, and it's a shame that he didn't get to do it. But I'm glad they made that film, and I'm glad I, I went and saw it at IMAX. And I remember me, me and Jan went and watched it together. And after the first number, we wanted to stand up and applaud. Hmm. We both sort of felt like, you know. Wow, man, that was fucking Michael Jackson performing, man. Yeah, and it was. So, awesome. how many songs are in it? How many like full he, he song performances like, do you get? Yeah, it was long, man. He did. He did like a whole best of sort yeah. of thing, and I just thought maybe it wouldn't wouldn't have been. Maybe the shows wouldn't have been that long, and he actually rehearsed more numbers that he, than he was gonna, like. It was probably going to be planning to mix the shows up. A bit yeah, he well. was probably going to do like Thriller every night. And some of the other big numbers, like Smooth Criminal, because he'd, he'd actually done little video sequences that were going to be up on the wall behind him. Yeah. Like, he'd edited himself into some, um, uh, for the Smooth Criminal, uh, like a sort of, um, uh, it was a Humphrey Bogart gangster film. Yeah. Oh, and it, uh, it had some other people in it, like some classic, I don't, I don't know if it was just one specific movie. Uh, and he de- he, they, they blue screened him in. Yeah. And, and you know, he was in this black and white thing in a smooth criminal outfit. It was amazing. 
And then there was other, there was some 3D stuff. They must have wanted to give people 3D specs for it because there was some 3D uh, new thriller footage in a graveyard and yeah. and all sorts. I mean, this was really going to be an amazing show. You had tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it would have been awesome. You should go and watch it, the pictures. Yeah. It's only on for two weeks, isn't it? Two-week release or something. They're doing something. Yeah, funny. I mean, that's a bit of a... Just trying to cash in. I don't really understand the logic behind that because surely the longer it plays, the more revenue they're going to get anyway. But the fact they're releasing in two weeks, I guess they're trying to make everyone go and see it in that two weeks. Yeah. But then what and then they're going to pump the DVD out. They probably want to have for Christmas. That's probably why. Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah. I, I bet you'll be able to see it somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. You know? But, yeah, this is it. I don't know why I brought that up. Why did I bring that up? don't know. We're talking about Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski and Michael Jackson was a, a theme there. Statutory rape and potential I don't know. allegations. I, 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 yeah, I'm thinking about it when I was a kid, you know. I think I probably would have let Michael Jackson molest me if I could have <laughs> hung out with him. Would your parents have, though? I might ask my mum. <laughs> see what she says. I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. All right, next week. Because I, I remember when, when uh, Craig Charles, Dave Lister from Red Dwarf, mm-hmm. TV star, comedy, comedian, DJ, what have you, poet. Uh, I remember when he had his um, rape tra- trial, yeah. which he got acquitted of, didn't he? Yeah. You know, my mum just had it in her mind that, you know, he was a rapist no matter what. As soon as, you know, he got that that, that deal on, you know... I mean, yes, he's had a shady past. Yes, he smoked crack. But, you know, he was, he was, he's a, you know, he did a lot of cool shit. And I loved Red Dwarf. Mm. And I actually read one of his books. And you know how many books I've read, you know? Uh, And I got to meet him recently, which was just great. And then I posted up a picture on Facebook and then someone had to say, you know. Crack. Crackhead rapist. You know, it's just like, (laughs) you know, doesn't matter what you've done. People are always going to look at your negative points. But what I'm saying is, like, my mum, uh, I'm sure at some point said to me, you know, she didn't want me to watch Red Dwarf anymore. Yeah. And I was just like, this is... The, the Red Dwarf shaped me as a person, I think. You know, it was one of those, sh- like, yeah, I don't read. I'm not too proud of that. And I ha- I'm planning to read some more books in the future. But, you know, TV has probably played a big part in shaping my life and definitely films, you yeah. know. And Red Dwarf's been a big thing for me. And, you know, I just thought, so what, you know? Yes, he might be a rapist, but that's nothing to do with me. Mm. I'm, I'm not a rapist just because I like Red Dwarf, mm. you know. And he's not the sum total of Red Dwarf, is he? I mean, yeah. Red Dwarf's, you know. he's a character. If he, if he was played by another actor... It would still, it'd, be, it'd still s- be the same Red Dwarf. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue that he obviously makes wouldn't be the same, but it would but just be the character still would still, would still exist, wouldn't it? Yeah. But. So yeah, you know, everybody's got their Achilles heel. Yeah. For some people, it's crack. Some people, it's children. You know, minors. You yeah. know. Yeah. What's <laughs> yours? You know, sausage. <laughs> Some people like the bangers, right? <laughs> uh, we like to just, well, forgive and forget, yeah. all right? Michael Jackson touched a lot of people's lives. Some of them... Too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. Metaphorically Look, and uh, physically. We're only mucking about, all right? None of the things we've said today are necessarily the opinions of us, are they, really? Well, no, they are. They're my opinions, all right? They're not our opinions. Forget it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've just got myself into a cul-de-sac of complete vomit. So, I think we'll just sign off now, shall we? What do you want to hear? What? Song-wise? Yeah, we said we'd play uh, uh, some uh, well, what's synthesizers. What's on it? I don't know what's on it. I can't remember. Okay. Um, well, do some padding. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening to episode 22. Have you had fun? It's been fun being back. Um, we shall endeavour to be here a little bit more regularly from now on. Shall I give uh, you the rundown of the, of the tracks yeah. that we can play out on? Chariots of Fire, right. Oxygen, Miami Vice Theme, Autobahn, Axel F, Magic Fly, Popcorn, I Hear You Now, Equinox, Chai Mei, Song for Guy, The Model, Blue Monday, Tubular Bells, Sadness Part 1, Vienna, Master and Servants, and the theme from Twin Peaks. Wow, should we Twin Peaks it? You know what? It's funny you should say that. I'm, I, I'm. It's not out yet, but they're finally releasing in the UK Seriously. season two. And I, 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 I watched the show. I didn't watch it when it was originally broadcast. I, I just borrowed the videos off of a friend, mm. and I can't remember how far I got into it. I don't know whether I actually got to season two. I've watched season one a couple of times, but I'm not sure whether I actually got beyond that. But I've never seen the film Fire Walk with me. Mm. And I've always wanted to do it, but I actually want to watch the whole TV show. First. Yeah, so I'm waiting for Play to give me an email one day to say it's finally been released. There is a seven-disc box set coming out. I'm not downloading it. I'm paying for it. I'm going to enjoy it. David Lynch, if you're listening. And I'm looking forward to it. Well, on that note, let's hear the, uh, is it Laura Palmer's theme, is it? Uh, it's the it's the main theme, okay, Twin Peaks right. theme. Let's go. Okay. Synthesizer. Oscar wants a sausage. You heard it here first. Done. Mm-hmm.